Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Welcome to Matt and Michelle Outdoors, where we take you to explore the outdoors, enjoy dining, recreation, lodging, and shopping. We also want to make sure to introduce you to the influencers, innovators, and leaders in our outdoor economy. Good day, one and all, and welcome to another episode of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. I'm Matt Matan. I'm Michelle Sheath. And we have a little bit different kind of destination today, because the destination is kind of fluid, and I don't mean we got out on the water, (laughs) although we could have... For what we're going to be talking about here, but it's a theme. It is for, a theme for this for this episode. It's a good theme. It's a good theme, and it's a really good experience that we had done a little bit here and there. But it now, I think, is safe to say when we're out traveling, this has become this a regular it. part of our travel now. This is our life now. So um, if you're if you're checking this out on podcast, then you already know by the title of the episode. <laughs> but getting off the highway, yes. It's so, so good. So here's what we did. We're just going to set it up navigationally. So we were making, uh, you know, making the trip up and down the eastern seaboard. You know, our last episode was Acadia National Park. And so obviously, you know, we're from Asheville, North Carolina. So if we were at Acadia National Park, we did some traveling. We didn't fly. We drove. And we when we punch things into the GPS for navigation, it usually gives you fastest route. You can avoid toll roads and everything. So many things We decided to do something very different for a trip down the eastern seaboard, and we did avoid all highways, which I I didn't even know was a setting. I didn't even know. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. I didn't know that was a setting. I didn't know we could do that. Yeah. How did you find that? I just messing around with settings and everything, and then I saw this avoid all highways and major roads, and I was like... That's a thing you can do. Yeah. Now, I don't know if all GPS has it or just the one we were using. I know Google Maps has got it. That's one that a lot of people use because uh, I was, you know, getting ready for this episode. I looked, I looked around a little bit and yeah, that's something that Google Maps you can do. And we just kind of set out from there. We, I think we were in Massachusetts when now, we, when we switched it up and we were thinking get to Asheville without going on a single highway. Now, to be fair, you have to have a couple uh, extra hours to spare. I would say a couple like, extra days. Yeah. Okay. A couple extra days to Depending spare. Depending on how far you're traveling. <laughs> you know, yeah. But what we did is we were in Massachusetts. We had taken the main turnpike coming down I-95 and get to Massachusetts, make the turn westward and start heading down the Appalachian Mountain Trail, you know, and um, usually we travel, if we're going up and down the seaboard, I like to be on the west side of the mountains or cut through Shenandoah Valley, so I-81, mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful. It's not as crowded. It's not as stressful. But as much as our population continues to grow, as much as people um, choose to drive more than they do fly, 
even places like I-81, which typically were not super right. crowded, have gotten very stressful Congested to drive. Congested and very, yeah, Very stressful. stressful. And so that kind of motivated it. It was like, you know, it's beautiful weather and, yeah. and you know, we, we didn't have the kids for this leg of the trip. You know, it's just the two of us. It's just us. It's just it, the it two was- of us. I mean, like the the big picture is it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So we set oh. the GPS destination to avoid all highways and major roads. Right. And avoid toll roads and everything else. And what's funny is how there are sections of the United States now that the ways to get around were not only um, bypassed with interstates, but entire roads were tore up or closed. And so you can really go around your ankle to get to your elbow to just go a short distance, <laughs> you know, when you're traveling without using interstates now. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was a throwback to days past. Yes. Where, where you really, um, when you're traveling, you really don't know what's out there in front of you on your, on your journey. Um, unlike highways, which it's all the same, you know. It is. And... To our pleasant surprise, what we ended up finding along the way, especially in the New England part of it, where we were going through towns that were completely self-sustaining, standalone, full, vibrant towns that were nowhere near highways or main roads, and they still had a lot of individuality, a lot of unique character to them. So so much. so wonderful. Yeah, like there, there was... Um, you know, these towns we would go through and you could just see like, you know, they're gearing up for a holiday and so everything's decorated for it and and you could tell that the buildings were there from, you know, just a hundred years and And the uh, stunning lack of box stores, oh, chain none. restaurants. None. It, it was like it was the realization of when you get a certain distance away from interstates all of that goes away. Right. Now, it, I know to some people listening, they're like, well, duh, glad you guys finally caught up with us. This was a revelation <laughs> to us. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just we had never done this before so specifically. Now, we've done Matt and Michelle outdoors and gotten in the back roads many, many as times. Destinations, as destinations, not as journeys. destinations, but to like take this long journey and just really from one town to the next and... Um, it really was like, it, it made me feel something for America that I haven't felt in a long time. Mm, that's a good way you to know? put that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, with the lack of the chain stores and right. restaurants, the box stores, we didn't see any of that in so many of these towns. The further you got away from the interstate, the more it was the little town hardware stores yeah. and you know the, I mean, the department so stores that were independent and everything. And so it was really neat because the people that you get to talk to, if we'd stop and get talking to people, yeah. it was so wonderful because th- these were people that, like where I grew up, you know, as yeah. you know, because you've spent time there now, people don't move away. Right. I mean, people that have been there for generations. And each of these towns we kept finding on this off the highways, off the major road towns that were, these were not, they weren't all small towns either. There were some that were, you know, uh, we came across a couple that weren't anywhere near interstates that were, you know, approaching like size of, you know, I would say like um, maybe not Asheville size, but almost. Like- 
like you, you know, Black kind of, Mountain, a little bigger, no, bigger than Black, than Black, Black yeah. definitely a lot bigger than Black Mountain. But I would say, you know, you know, just one classification below Asheville for folks that are in the Asheville area, you know, where there's, you know, 35, 40,000 population or anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, good population uh, still had, you know, a, a local newspaper in the racks, had a local independent community radio station, yeah. you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. But also the parks. We stopped at a lot oh, of parks. So and nice. there was so much pride in these town parks. You know, we've talked about on on the show before when we've traveled around, you definitely see a difference from state to state in state parks. You know which states are investing in their state parks. I think of Georgia jumps yeah. right off my mind right such at the beginning. Good one, they they but... have such incredible state parks. Uh, but the town parks... When you got into these, you know, off the interstate grid towns and small cities, yeah. their city parks were just absolutely immaculate, and and a lot of it, it activities, right? And they, they, you know, it was like a central hub for their community. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you got into like the very downtown parks that were beautiful, and and you know, you could just picture full scenes in your head about these people going to work and and going home and playing you know after school and and all the stop and say hey where's the best place to get a good fish and chips right you know things which you know we did we We did we had so much good food we did we had so Um, much good but here's the thing though what getting from massachusetts to southern pennsylvania normally that's you know what maybe eight to ten hour drive we were two days into it, right? And looking at timelines, <laughs> wondering if we'd be able to make it all the way to Asheville with avoiding highways, and we weren't going to be able to do that. Our timeline yeah. was not going to allow so us to, to take a week. But along the way, too, we had you know one of the discoveries I think of, and and you know maybe people see the post that we did on social media. Although it was weird how it kept getting pulled down, um, but we were we were driving through a part of New York, just out in the middle of nowhere, and we're driving along, and we're like. Wow, that big barn looks familiar. They made it look just like yeah. They made it just look so just fun. like a certain brand of of something, and and as we're driving by and everything, and all of a sudden we're like, oh wait a minute, that's the actual Angry Orchard. Yeah, you know, for, in New York. The, yeah, in New York, in, in rural New York, very rural yeah. New York, because we were just driving along and discovering yeah. different lakes and towns and everything, and just driving down this road that had nothing but just pastures, yeah, apple orchards. Have- you know it, it cattle just happened. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's the barn you see on their yeah. merchandise and yeah. the big you know um the the you know the product brand logo on the side of the barn and everything and we turned around at the next yeah. four-way stop yeah you know where we there's like, one gas stop. station at this four-way stop and we went back no actually we went into the gas station well and that's was it before or after no, no, you no, got no. the we, funny story about when they opened up we went we went to the to the um, Angry Orchard Brewery, which is we turned around, went back. Yeah, to it, which is got to meet um, some of the staff, and yeah, and it was great and beautiful. Just just acres of of apple orchard, a really cool treehouse. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. And um, and then we were leaving, and we stopped at the gas station that was right there on the corner, and there happened to be someone who lived there who by the was gas in there. station it was the gas the station gas station one miles. gas station it was and it was at and, a four four straight crossroads the thing. story he told was that when angry orchards first came there they did a flight of their cider yeah, a sample and, flight, right? yeah, yeah. A single flight of their cider but it was really high density 
cider. So I guess instead of like 8%, it was like 13% or something like that of alcohol within it. And um, and then the next day after they did their opening, and it was like, you know, their big deal opening. And um, the next day, I think they had to, they had to limit the amount you could have, or they had to actually change their amount of alcohol in their cider. Because um, the rumor was that all the soccer moms were showing up the next day at at their, you know. There were a whole lot of drunk soccer moms. They were all drunk. The opening night <laughs> in the whole entire greater because community. Because such a small, like, everyone knows everyone community. It was really Yeah, funny. that was really funny. Yeah. But, you know, it was one of those things where every, you know, that whole area so much of the land is devoted to orchards now. Yeah. And so the entire economy of that rural area is now feeding that business and everybody's yeah. tied together and people, you know, work different aspects of the supply line and everything. And it was, it, it really was cool how we got to hear, I mean, no matter who you yeah. talk to, you got the whole story. There was a real yeah. pride and it was like that wherever we were going. Wherever and so, we were going. And so we, we ended up where, where our adventure met up with a highway happened to be accidentally right at a casino <laughs> in Pennsylvania. No, I said, hey, there's a casino pull over. Well, that's because you saw the no. sign. We didn't yeah. know yeah, that there we was had a no casino idea. there. So no. we spent the night at casino. Yeah. Um, Michelle, as she usually does, won a lot of money in the first few minutes. But unlike other times, I walked this time away you with it. it. Yes. You, you walked away with it and ended up paying for our and hotel then, and everything. Yeah, because we got a hotel. And again, so this was like in the middle of the night now. We got a hotel <laughs> at the last minute. It was like a... A holiday Inn, one of the nice Holiday Inns. It was, it was tied to the casino. It, it yeah. was somehow, t- yeah, and um, and uh, we got a great discount, and um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful because we had been on the road. We didn't know yeah. we were just winging it. I loved it. It was so much fun. But before that, so, you know, we we got like um, homemade ice cream because they have these shops. There were all yeah. these like. Lunch yeah, there were places. actual creameries. Yeah, and, these creameries, yeah. and um, there was. We went to this one area which had the Hasidic Jews, the Orthodox <coughs> Jewish community, and they were. Oh yeah, full community. Oh, it Everybody was wonderful. Yeah. It, it just felt like we were going back in time in a way. It was beautiful, and. Um, or even traveling to a different part of the world. Right. I mean, everyone right. had the traditional hair stylings yeah, and clothing. And the clothing. And, and everything else, the whole town. Uh, there were yeah. things that were in different languages on right. the signs and right. everything. And it was really All the way a through, cool it, it was so cool just to, to be immersed like that on this trip that had so much. And again, we were way away from any interstates or highways and just yeah. to come across pockets of culture and, yeah. and experiences. But here's how it really changed the way we travel now. Once we um, had our bridge from the you know rural right. off the highways right. kind of thing. We had to get Stayed off again. Stayed at the casino and they had to get back on the highway. We had been so spoiled and oh, so yeah. inspired by what we'd experienced for those few days traveling the Northeast, um, avoiding all interstates yeah. and major roads, that we didn't want to stop doing that. So when we'd go for a certain amount of time, like I remember we had entered the Shenandoah Valley. We had just crossed out of Maryland, West mm-hmm. Virginia, getting into Virginia. Yeah. And, or actually, no, it was when we were just hitting the ridge lines in Pennsylvania, where you have the long parallel ridge lines as right. you're heading toward the Shenandoah Valley. And I remember saying to Michelle, 
I've always wondered what's on the backside of that ridge line. Right. And she was like, well, let's find let's out. I was find like, out. let's go find out. <laughs> so we just got off the interstate and just drove west until we went past what we could see in the distance, which was this long, solid, miles and miles long ridge line that I always wondered yeah. what's on the other side of it. Yep. So we just drove and drove and drove. And then when we got so far beyond it, that we were nowhere near the highway anymore. We had right. driven for like 45 minutes or something. Then we reprogrammed the GPS to get back to um, a next major town on the interstate further down with avoiding all yes. highways and major roads yep. and everything. And we did that the whole way home. We would just pick a spot to drive yeah. for an hour off the interstate and then reset it with a randomized trip back to yep. the interstate then we do a couple hours on the interstate and then do it again and you know i can't even begin to tell you the amazing experiences we had the yeah. people we met the natural beauty mm-hmm. that we just stumbled upon we'd be driving along i remember there was one area we hadn't seen other people for the longest time no yep. houses yep. no other cars or anything and it's you know it's kind of starting to feel like we may be getting ourselves into a deliverance <laughs> kind of situation you know and uh and then all of a sudden I drove by and I saw this little tiny sign about some lake public boat launch and everything. And I I was like, I can't even remember the name of the place, so I know we wrote it down somewhere. But um, I was like, I turned around next. It was a curvy road. Are you you talking about the sleepy when we were in West Virginia? It was in West Virginia. And it was the sleepy lake. Sleepy Creek. Sleepy 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 Creek Creek Lake. Lake or something. Yeah. And... And so we were up toward the top of the elevation of these yeah. ridge lines. And so we turned around. I was like, oh, I want to go. And we drove for miles yes. off-road you know, on gravel and everything. Thank goodness we have all-wheel drive. And we just drove for what seemed like forever down these gravel roads and everything Into going downhill. Into the most beautiful campground. Yeah, primitive campgrounds. Primitive campground. Well, it wasn't too primitive. They did have... Well, primitive uh, in that there, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't electricity. There, there yeah. weren't bathrooms. Well, yeah, no, they there did were, have bathrooms. But that's they what I was saying. They had bathrooms. bathrooms. But, it, but it was it was on this incredible lake that... Just um, down in the bottom of a of a, of like a... A gorge valley yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it would take anyone from where we were two hours to get there, unless you yeah. lived right in the area in the backwoods. But we got down um, there, no power lines, no cars, no houses, no no nothing. Just yeah. that long, long gravel road to get down there. Yeah. But once we got down there, there were other people there. Yeah. And they were camping and, and fishing and swimming yeah. and things like that. And, you know, we, we got to meet a, another couple that was just down there exploring like we were. Right. Remember we, yeah. we had a crossroads. They were in an open top Jeep. We had the open top on our world. We were just <laughs> chatting like, oh, just explore around yeah. you know, and everything. I forget what state they were from. But. Because of the experiences we had, and we have so many places now that we listed that we want to go back and really fully explore and and hike and fish and canoe and you know because I mean we just found so many amazing beautiful isolated yeah. lakes and yeah. towns and 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 hiking paths. It and was everything. really special. Yeah, so I, I guess that's the message of this episode. Yeah, is to go ahead and try that settings on your GPS to avoid all highways and interstates. Because there's a lot of America still to see out there yeah. that is not box stores, chain restaurants, or your typical you know uh, strip mall type thing. They do exist out there, and there's a lot of amazing people 
that are just happy to tell you the pride they have in their community. And I'm so grateful that we had that experience because now we don't travel without doing some of that. No, we don't. (laughs) It's wonderful. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. Let us know your stories. After you've done this or if you've done it before, uh, just go ahead and get in contact with us through the website and uh, share with us your stories or places you've found. And maybe we have a future destination episode there for Matt and Michelle Outdoors. Take care. See you then. Thank you for tuning in to Matt and Michelle Outdoors. If you'd like to keep up with us and our travels, just go to mattmichelleoutdoors.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the trails and waterways soon. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.